If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your Four-week emergency food kit, you'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, so let's talk about the NFL. Training camp is going on right now, and the talking point of training camp is to get the jab or not to get the jab. We know where the media stands on this, guys, and I believe, and Rose believes also, if you want to get the jab, that is your own personal decision. You check with your doctor. We're not giving you medical advice or anything like that. 
However, the media, I believe they're trying to push an agenda at this point when it comes to NFL players getting a jab. And folks, they have been exposed. The sports media has been exposed for the hypocrisy when it comes to vaccinated or unvaccinated players. We have seen Kirk Kirk Cousins uh, get crucified by the media and also Cole Beasley. However, guys, there's some element of this that was kind of missed upon. It's been documented, folks, that uh, Lamar Jackson, he actually tested positive for the virus, not once, but twice in the last year. However, the media is not crushing him to get the jab. So let's check this out, guys. Media bashes unvaccinated Kirk Cousins cheers unvaccinated Lamar Jackson. Now, I made a video a few days ago talking about Stephen A. Smith of uh, First Take. He came out and he crushed Kirk Cousins for not getting the jab. And he said that the NFL should mandate that players get the jab or kick them out the league. Also, Rose did a video on uh, Mike Florio crushing Kirk Cousins for not getting the jab and also mainly going after his religion, bringing his dad into this. But we haven't heard a peep from the media about Lamar Jackson and Clay Travis gives his take on this. Guys, let's check this out. The sports media crucified Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins for much of the week because Cousins has refused the COVID-19 vaccine. Meanwhile, the same press welcomed Ravens Lamar Jackson back to practice Saturday with with the applause after testing positive for COVID a second time. Like I said before, like Cousins, Jackson has refused the vaccine. And guys, we know when it comes to the vaccine. One of the lowest vaccinated groups in the country is black people. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the exact numbers on me. I want to say something like. Thirty five percent of the black community, maybe 40 percent have taken the jab. But let's move on. This is what uh, Clay Travis said, quote, why did Kirk Cousins, who didn't even test positive, get destroyed for for multiple days over covid and Lamar Jackson gets essentially ignored? Yeah, Kirk Cousins has not tested positive for covid. Lamar Jackson, he's tested twice. In the past year, the simple answer is because Kirk Cousins is white and Lamar Jackson is black. Only on OutKick will you actually find uh, you actually hear people give the guts to actually say what needs to be said. Because how dare you criticize Lamar Jackson? He's a black man. He's a quarterback. You know, the the sports media wants to show how woke they are and all that. They're not going to go after him for, for not being vaccinated because he's black. And Kirk Cousins, he's a white guy, so he's an easy target. You know, straight white male, you know, straight white men are being vilified in this country. And I believe there's a bunch of hypocrisy in this. So Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten the jab. And the media's giving him a pass. Kirk Cousins. He has refused the jab also, but they're going after him because he's white. If you're going to go after Kirk Cousins, you should be going after Lamar Jackson now. Personally, like we said before, neither one of these guys should be attacked for their decisions on whether or not 
to get the jab. The media's uh, logic is simple. If ESPN, the New York Times or USA Today criticize Jackson's personal decision to avoid the vaccine, the outlets risk someone claiming they're trying to dictate a black man's health decisions. Just the thought of that response squashes the idea of publicly questioning Jackson's decision. By contrast, bashing a white man, whether he's an athlete, politician or actor, comes with virtually no downside. Media outlets know that Cousins, because of his skin and gender, is an easy target. It's a two for one. Twitter users will retweet headlines that demand vaccine mandates and share stories that focus negativity on a white quarterback. Honestly, crushing Cousins is good for Twitter business right now. Far left social media guys like Mike Mike Florio, who we already talked about, Rex Chapman and the person behind Resist Programming, have even targeted Cousins' father, a pastor in Orlando. Yeah, we talked about that, Mike Florio. Quote, there's a very good chance that Kurt's refusal to get vaccinated flows from his father's attitude towards the, pan- towards the pandemic, Florio wrote. Last year, Don, Don Cousins dared to question lockdowns by reopening his church and not requiring masks. As a result, Don Cousins is now a topic on PFT and Twitter. The sports media's coverage of unvaccinated athletes stains from the news media's selective reporting on vaccine hesitancy because most sports writers are not smart enough to have their own opinion on a serious topic. They simply follow the news media's leads. Race and politics drive CNN, NBC, ABC and CBS coverage of vaccine hesitancy in America. Therefore, race and politics now dictate how ESPN, Bleacher Report, and others cover the topic. Two primary groups have not obeyed demands to get vaccinated, black Americans and staunch conservatives. And we talked about black people already. About roughly 35%, I would say, have gotten a jab. Both groups share the same concern. They don't trust the government. Yet only the latter are blamed for what, I'm not calling him President Joe Biden, and the media call, the pandemic of the unvaccinated and guys, we know that the virus is spreading by people that have actually gotten a jab as well as unvaccinated people. Cause at this point, guys, the virus doesn't care if you got the jab or not. It's ridiculous. At the start of July, the vaccination rate for black people in the U S was 15% lower than for white people. A subsequent chart found that black people make up 12% of the U.S. population, but only nine, but only account for 9% of people who have received at least one dose of the vaccine. Viewers on CNN, ABC, NBC, and CBS are stunned. Since they first heard of the Delta variant, they've been told that Trump voters and only Trump voters are the reason for this latest COVID wave. Wow, guys. So I don't want to get too far into this. This is a pretty uh, lengthy article here. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of the hypocrisy of the media to go after Kirk Cousins for not getting getting the jab? But yet they won't go after Lamar Jackson, who actually tested positive twice. I agree with Clay Travis on this. They're pretty much going after uh, Kirk Cousins because he's a Christian. He's white, male and straight. But they're not going to risk actually going after Lamar Jackson, who actually is black 
and has tested positive twice. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans or black and white live fans. I should actually say because we're not on sports channel. (laughs) Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white live and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about Megatron, Calvin Johnson of the Detroit Lions. He was actually inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend, along with uh, Peyton Manning and others. And he gave a very, very interesting speech and who actually thanked during his time with the Detroit Lions. Now, Calvin Johnson, he did thank the fans of Detroit. And I got to say, guys, Detroit Lions fans, I don't know how you guys actually put up with the Lions organization. How do you guys put up with them? They are a dumpster fire. They cannot put a winning product on the field. I mean, guys, they had Megatron. Uh, They also had Barry Sanders. They wasted his Hall of Fame career. Matthew Stafford was actually a pretty good quarterback. I believe that you can actually win games with him. They just can't do it, man. They cannot do it. But back to uh, Megatron here. One glaring omission from his Hall of Fame speech was thanking the Detroit Lions organization. He did not not do it, folks. He did not thank the only team that he played for. And folks, that's probably a pretty good reason why. There's a reason why Calvin Johnson only played eight seasons. He wanted out of Detroit. And he made it clear to the Lions that he did not want to play for them anymore. But yet, guys, they refused to trade him. Check this out. Lions unfazed by Calvin Johnson's Hall of Fame diss. And this is from uh, Mike Florio at uh, Pro Football Talk. It says here, as expected, Hall of Fame receiver Calvin Johnson didn't thank the Lions organization during his induction speech before the event Lions owner Sheila Ford Hamp was asked about the likely diss quote. We love Calvin. The organization loves Calvin. My family loves Calvin and we are hoping we can work this all out with him. Hamp told Jennifer Hammond of Fox two in Detroit. We think he's terrific and we're so excited for him. Yeah, it still baffles me. He only played eight years. Barry Sanders Could have kept playing also. Barry Sanders, there was really no slippage in his game when he uh, retired after 10 seasons. Calvin Johnson, same way. But two all-time great players at their position decided to retire. This is the dumpster fire that is the Detroit Lions. The Lions made Johnson the second overall pick in the 2007 draft. He became a rare bright spot on a team that struggled for relevance, going winless in his second season. Folks, when when was the Lions ever really that good? I think they actually made the playoffs in 1991, and they really haven't done anything since. 
That's how much of a dumpster fire they are. But I digress. In 2012, when Johnson generated a league record 1,964 receiving yards, the Lions won only four games. Unreal. But Johnson signed a long-term big money deal to stay in Detroit. He should have not done that. Whether they were going to franchise him or not, he shouldn't have signed that deal. But it says, and he never tried to force his way out. Indeed, most of his uh, answer seems to come from not from not not from anything that occurred during his career, but from the franchise's misguided decision to insist on the partial repayment of unearned signing bonus money at a time when it actually helped the Lions from a cap standpoint for Johnson to walk away. And then the Lions squatted on his rights, preventing him from continuing, continuing his uh, truncated career with another team. Now, this is from uh, a couple of months ago. Calvin Johnson, I wanted to play elsewhere. Lines wouldn't let me. So they wanted Calvin Johnson just to stay in NFL purgatory and play in Detroit. And he walked away from the game. I mean, only eight years in his final season, folks, he still caught. uh, He still caught on for uh, over twelve hundred yards. Calvin Johnson was still an elite receiver and they wouldn't let him walk away. Why? They just want him to lose and continue to lose. That's that's my only take on it, guys. And he has been salty about that ever since he retired. I mean, this man didn't even thank the organization for uh for his career in Detroit. And check this out, guys. This this is kind of telling here too. Johnson at times has seemed like a fair and reasonable person. The fact that he's so upset with the Lions suggests that the Lions did something to earn his ire. Given that he refused a job offer that would have paid him $500,000 per year for 28 hours of work. Shows how bad things are. Folks, I'm pretty sure you would jump at the opportunity to get $500,000 per year. Just to work 28 hours. And Calvin Johnson just basically told them to go to hell. I'm not coming back to this organization. Guys, I'm not sure there's anything that the Lions can do to rectify their relationship with Calvin Johnson. I mean, he can't get his career back. I believe he's like 34 years old. He's been away from playing receiver for five years. Uh, Could he come back? Highly unlikely. He's a bit too old. And I don't know if he's in in any type of a football shape. He's probably getting good uh, physical condition, but football shape, that's a completely, completely different thing. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Calvin Johnson giving the Detroit Lions organization the cold shoulder at his induction ceremony to the Hall of Fame? You only get one shot at that. One shot, one opportunity, and he gave them the cold shoulder. I don't really blame him for that whatsoever at least he actually thanked the fans and the fans of the lines you guys need to demand more from your organization it makes no sense for this organization to be this pathetic for a good 30 40 years however long it's been that's just my thoughts on this what do you guys think of this black and white live fans let us know what you think about all this in the comments make sure you subscribe to black and white live and we'll catch you next time
Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we know that the United States men's basketball team won the gold medal at the Tokyo, a.k.a. Wokio Olympics. And it was a very, very unimpressive run, folks. They won their gold medal match 87 to 82 against uh, France in the gold medal match. And guys, they suffered some humiliating losses on their run to the gold medal. They lost some um, two games in their exhibition matches, and then they lost their first game in the actual Olympics. Not an impressive run for one Greg Popovich, a.k.a. Greg Wokovich, whatsoever. And guys, one member of the, of the media, the sports media, from ESPN ripped Greg Popovich for this humiliating run in the Olympics. Yeah, I don't care that they actually won the gold medal. They were supposed to win the gold medal. I mean, the U.S. team is stat from head to toe. No other team in the world has the roster that the U.S. has. However, Greg Popovich was not impressive whatsoever in these Olympics. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Kendrick Perkins rips Greg Popovich and then deletes the tweet. Kendrick Perkins wasn't a fan of Team USA's basketball, basketball's narrow victories at the Tokyo Olympics. Though the team still won gold by defeating France 87-82. Folks, we beat France by a grand total of five points. Mainly because Kevin Durant was the only player that showed up for Team USA. But I digress. The ESPN analyst sent out a tweet stating how happy he was that he wouldn't have to follow Greg Popovich as head coach of Team USA any longer. And this is the actual tweet right here that Kendrick Perkins deleted. But of course, we know the Internet is forever. He says, I'm glad we don't have to deal with Greg Pop no more after these Olympics. This is funny, guys. And this isn't really the first time that uh, that uh, Kendrick Perkins has actually went after Greg Popovich. He doesn't like the way that uh, Pop talks to the media. OK. But it says here he deleted the tweet shortly thereafter. But of course, tweets. Never truly died. Twitter followers screenshot at the tweet after it went live, proving that Perkins lack of speed on the court ultimately translated to his Twitter game. Guys, it is so funny, man, when you see the woke eat the woke because the NBA has alienated half of their fans. And really not many people were actually cheering for Team USA to win the gold medal, not necessarily rooting against them. But it's clear they did not have the support of former NBA fans like myself. I didn't watch any game. I refused to watch and support this team that put Black Lives Matter on the court in that NBA bubble and started kneeling for the national anthem. And now all of a sudden they want to act like they're so patriotic uh, winning a gold medal over an unimpressive victory against France. No, thank you. The analyst has previously called out pop for his snide responses to the media and for avoiding responsibility for Team USA's subpar performances. And this is another tweet from Kendrick Perkins here. 
He actually said Team USA needs to check themselves on the defensive end. Have some pride and humility. And that includes Coach Popovich. The arrogance he showed in that press conference is how they looked on D. We lean on Kyrie about how he handles the media. Well, same damn thing for Pop. (laughs) As reported by OutKit's Anthony Ferris, Pop's fuse was lit after reporters held him accountable for the team's uncharacteristic exhibition losses that preceded the 2021 Olympic Games. Yeah, it was not impressive at all, guys. It's been well documented that they lost to Nigeria and then they blew a lead against Australia and took another ill in exhibition. It says here, quote, you asked for the, you asked the same sort of question last time. Were you assuming things that you assume things that are not true? You just mentioned blowing these teams out. That's never happened. So I don't know where you get that. Pert then went on ESPN and responded to Pop's outburst. So I don't know what Pop was actually talking about here. Talking about uh, that's never happened. You Blowing out teams. It's happened many times. Usually because the U.S. team is that far superior than the competition. Not so much this time. Pert then went on ESPN and responded to Pop's outburst. We have to address the elephant in the room and it's Greg Popovich. And these last two games, losses to Australia and Nigeria, he has been getting out coach. He has done a poor job of having these guys prepared for these games on the defensive side of things. Wow. So he's saying that these uh, other coaches out there have out coached Greg Popovich in these Olympics. You know what? Maybe he was actually right about that. Pop, it was not impressive. Not impressive. The only reason why they end up winning a gold medal is because Kevin Durant showed up. If Kevin Durant had a subpar game, guys. Team USA would have actually ended up with probably the silver medal. They would have not won the gold medal. And boy, that would have been extraordinarily embarrassing to lose to France in the gold medal game. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Kendrick Perkins ripping Greg Wokovich for his subpar Olympic coaching performances in this team. I don't care if they want to go. This had to be probably the least impressive Team USA gold medal uh, winning basketball team since they actually started having professionals playing these Olympics since uh, 1992 in the Dream Team. Not impressed whatsoever with this team at all. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, let's talk about the NBA and Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes is the center for the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a video on this because he was actually in an altercation with the LAPD. Uh, They were actually uh, trying to arrest him because they were responding to a domestic disturbance. And Jackson Hayes was not really cooperating with the police, according to reports. 
So they got into a scuffle. They were fighting. He was tased and he was placed under arrest. Now, guys, this was like two weeks ago. And now the LAPD is demanding that Adam Silver do something about Jackson Hayes. Actually, they want Jackson Hayes fine for scuffling with the police. Now, this, folks, I believe is really going to put the NBA into a corner here, dividing the owners slash Adam Silver against the players. If Adam Silver actually ends up doing something to Jackson Hayes, finding him, suspending him, because we know the sentiment that's been put out there when it comes to the players and the police. You have LeBron James out there. He's already said that police are hunting black people down. And we know that's a complete lie, but that's the way LeBron James feels. And we saw what the NBA did in that bubble last season when they were kneeling for Black Lives Matter because it was basically the criminal versus the police and the NBA players sided with the criminals. Now, check this out. Jackson Hayes needs to be fined for using racial slurs against police officers. LAPD lobbies for NBA Commissioner Adam Silver to take action against the Pelican star. So now Adam Silver has been called out by the LAPD. Now, guys, we know that uh, the police and NBA, they don't really miss. I remember the uh, L.A. County Sheriff last year actually um, called on LeBron James to match a reward to find out who actually ambushed a couple of uh, L.A. sheriffs. LeBron James, he didn't respond. He didn't say anything about that. And actually, folks, if I'm not mistaken, he actually said no comment. He had nothing to say. So now the LAPD is putting Adam Silver on blast. They want Jackson Hayes suspended. So, guys, let's let's dive into this. Okay, this is going to be interesting because they sent out a letter to the NBA because we also heard some other stuff saying that there's an investigation that the police were using excessive force on Jackson Hayes. I don't know. I don't know for for certain about all of that. There's actually a video out there. And uh, if you go to TMZ, it's out there. It really doesn't give a whole lot of context. It's kind of short. Uh, Jackson Hayes is on the ground and uh, you actually do get to see him being tased. And there's another person saying, get off of him and everything like that. It does not give a complete picture. So I'm not going to play it here. You guys check it out, draw your own conclusion to that. Okay. But it says here LAPD calls Jackson Hayes to be fined by the NBA. About four days ago, LAPD was called to a residence over a domestic dispute. Jackson Hayes was asked to remain outside while the officers tried to speak with the supposed victim. According to the officers on the scene, Hayes resisted emphatically, leading to him to be pinned down on the ground as well as Taze. During the ordeal, LAPD officers claimed that Hayes spewed several racial slurs at them, including the N-word. The department clearly was not too thrilled with and and so wrote a four-page letter directed towards the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, to fine Jackson Hayes with $50,000. Interesting right there. But um, right here, it even says, quote, we ask you to investigate Mr. Hayes's use 
of the N-word during the incident and based on the obvious evidence, hold him accountable for the blatant violation of the NBA's values of equality, tolerance, inclusion, and respect. Now, guys, if this is actually said to be true, if this was actually found out to be true, Adam Silver would have to do something. But however, it would actually put Adam Silver against the players. Now, who actually holds the power in the NBA? It's the players. The players have run the league into the ground and the owners have let them run around with this notion that all police are just bad. They're hunting out black people. The NBA has done nothing about this. Now you have one of their own players involved in an incident with the police. And now the police have told the NBA, basically, you better look into this. You better side with us and you better find Jackson Hayes. Now, if Jackson Hayes is to have actually violated, I guess, the NBA's version of a uh, personal conduct policy and he's fine. I believe that the players and the players union are going to revolt. They are. Because we know how the players feel about the police. Still want to actually wait till all the facts come out. I don't really know. We don't even really know about the uh, domestic disturbance. We don't. The only thing that we do know for sure is that Jackson Hayes and the police got into an incident. And now the NBA is put into the middle of this, namely Adam Silver. Because the LAPD wants Jackson Hayes fine. And if not fine, I'm pretty sure they want him suspended too. the NBA. This is not going to be a good look. Uh, we got to see what actually happens with this. I don't know what Adam Silver is going to do. And I believe that the NBA has not responded yet to this request four page letter to actually find Jackson Hayes. Now the NBA, you know, they should do that due diligence, you know, and uh, probably investigate, let the whole legal thing uh, play out. But in the end, do I expect anything to happen with Jackson Hayes from the NBA? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, I'm just being real. The line has been drawn. We know where the players stand with this. The police are the bad guys and everybody else is the good guys. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. 
And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Oh, when is the N-word not really the N-word? It's when you find out that the Colorado Rockies have blown something completely out of proportion for absolutely no reason. The Colorado Rockies look like complete morons. But we're in the race for the most woke. And, as you know, everything is about race. And if we can run, not us, not us, but if, if, if the lefties can run, if the media can run, if now Major League Baseball and baseball teams can run and make something about race, they're going to do it. And a guy has come under fire because supposedly he was yelling the N-word. Except the guy wasn't. Oh, good Lord. This is where we're at, folks. Things have gotten insanely nuts. Rocky's fan may have been yelling Dinger, quote, Dinger, the name of the team mascot. That's right. It's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur, yeah. The latest rush to claim someone is racist and yelling racist things at a baseball player seemed to have taken a plot twist. As a new video seemingly shows the Rockies fan yelling, quote, Dinger. Dinger. You know, like, boom, home run, dinger. Towards the team's mascot and not a racial slur at Marlins player Lewis Brinson. The game footage shows a Rockies fan sitting in the first row behind the plate waving his arms towards the mascot who was a section over. That game footage did not stop the Rockies. Oh, for virtue signaling. Ugh! all over itself from issuing a strongly worded statement Sunday towards the man in question. You make the call here. Was the Rockies fan launching a racist attack on a Marlins player or simply looking to interact? What's odd is, oh, and there's the Rockies statement. We'll read it in a second. If you look very closely, he was trying to get the attention of the Rockies mascot who happens to be up here. The guy is here. He's looking at this dinosaur. The dinosaur is named Dinger. Do we think if this guy right here dropped a big fat F-bomb, this dude in the yellow jacket wouldn't have turned around? Or the... I don't know who this ball player is. I mean, surely this isn't the player in question because he wouldn't be that stupid, I hope, really and truly. The usual suspects, hoping this was some racial moment they can jump on, swear they heard the N-word. Yet the guy who was at the plate didn't hear the word. Okay, there we go. The guy that was batting didn't hear the word. Not a single guy in the dugout heard the word. Here's what came from the Marlins. Neither Lewis nor any Marlins on the field or in the dugout heard what was shouted. Miami spokesman Jason Latimer told the AP, quote, he brought the matter to the attention of the Rockies. How the matter is handled, I would defer to them. Update. The guy was yelling, Dinger. 
New. The Rockies tell me last night incident was a fan shouting to get the attention of the Rockies mascot, Dinger. Not a racial slur. The Rockies have spoken to the fan who confirms this was the case. They also reviewed the video from the local broadcast, hashtag 9 News. My God. The Rockies say they worked with AT&T Sportsnet, the local broadcaster, to identify where the microphone was that picked up the comment. This person then says the Rockies fan was in fact yelling to the mascot, quote, Dinger, in the latest blood libel pushed by the media. Again, here's the fan. Look, we can watch this video. Actually, I can hear him. He's saying, you can hear him say Dinger. Dinger is canceled. Guarantee they change Dinger's name before next year. Yeah, the, the poor little dinosaur probably just got his name canceled. Now, here is what the Rockies threw out there. Because we can't waste an opportunity to virtue signal, can we? A statement from the Colorado Rockies regarding the racial slur incident at the end of today's game. The Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Although the subject was not identified prior to the end of the game, the Rockies are still investigating this incident. The Rockies have zero tolerance for any form of racism or discrimination, and any fan using derogatory language of any kind will be ejected and banned from Kerr's Field. That's nice and all, except you issued the statement... Before getting all the facts, you didn't even have to make this an issue. We find out that this guy, I feel sorry for this fan right now. I do. And what's amazing to me is they feel, they all these people involved feel like that if that guy would have yelled the N-word, everybody wouldn't have turned around and been like, that dude at the plate would have, his neck would have swung off and landed over on the third baseline, his neck would have just swung off and started flopping around on the field. That guy would have been like, what did you say? Everybody would have turned around. That guy in the yellow, he would have spun around like, USOB. I promise you, I cannot see a scenario in which in this day and time, a fan is going to get that liquored up and it would take a hell of a lot of liquor. That liquored up right behind right behind home plate and yell out an N-bomb. I don't believe it. I never believed it. When I heard this, I was like, oh, we got another Bubba Smollett scenario going on right here. An out-and-out lie. But, man, the Rockies, the Rockies called in for the leftist or lefty from the racial bullpen to issue a statement real fast so they could get that saved now, didn't they? My God. Absolutely ludicrous. Stupid. It was the damn dinosaur. The dinosaur's name is Dinger. And that guy's right. That poor little dinosaur that's the mascot, that's going to be Jurassic Park in that bitch. They're going to sacrifice his ass like Sam Nils holding the gun. Damn. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Major League Baseball. What the hell happened to this sport? Peace, I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Welcome back. Road Rants for Black and White Sports. Very interesting. Did a video earlier. The Colorado Rockies released a statement about a Rockies fan that was at the game that somebody claimed had dropped a big fat N-bomb. The big N-word. That big nasty-ass word. You know what I'm talking about. Well, they released this big statement, and then after an investigation, they ended up with egg all over their face because they found out the dude was talking to their mascot named Dinger. A dinosaur. That's right. So, the Rockies look like total and complete fools. And somebody in the comment section of the video, and you're right. When you're running out of things that you think are quote-unquote racist, you start making things up. Well, this is pretty wild because it actually happened. And the fact is, do I think what we're about to talk about was a mistake? An honest, my words got jumbled up, I made a mistake kind of thing. Yeah, I do think that, okay? Uh, However, however, we want to talk about the hypocrisy of the situation. Because we know, if yours truly, or we know if John Anderson, or Skip Bayless, or Colin Cowherd, or insert any, any number of white straight males into the conversation would have made the same what looks to be an honest mistake their asses would be canceled so fast your head would spin off and it's kind of odd because people are eerily quiet about this on twitter it's gotten no play i clicked on a couple of things that i came across and People are, are, there's, you know, uh, four or five little tweets about it where people were like, I had to rewind it five times just to make sure they, I wasn't going crazy. Well, ESPN Anchor seems to drop the N-word instead of Dinger during Highlight. Man, is this stuck on people's minds or what right now? While the Colorado Rockies were busy investigating, this of course is from our guys at OutKick, We're busy investigating what turned out to be a fan yelling dinger towards the team's mascot and not a racial slur at a Marlins hitter. An ESPN Sports Center anchor appeared to drop the N-bomb during highlights of an Albert Pujols home run. I think the real story here is Albert Pujols is still hitting home runs. Wow, who knew? Before quickly correcting herself. Quote, his two-run N-word, Dinger, the accounts the uh, anchor said. This time, it's pretty clear the Sports Center anchor wasn't attempting to get the attention of a Rockies mascot. Quote, if John Anderson made that mistake, a white guy, ESPN would have zero tolerance for the mistake. We know that. His ass would be gone so fast, his head would spin off. We know how this would go. Outkick media reporter Bobby Burrack said about today's incident. A quick check of media social media search terms showed that there was barely a peep out of the usual suspects over the Sports Center host dropping the N-word. 
That's how you know the ratings haven't rebounded from a 41-year low ESPN was facing earlier this summer. Now, OutKick, even OutKick has got to put a disclaimer in here. We're not looking for cancellation here. That said, it's probably time to, quote, leave Dinger out of the highlight copy for a few weeks until the hysteria of the last 24 hours settles down. And, guys, what I'm going to do is uh, it looks like Kevin Wicket on Twitter. And in case you're wondering, the uh, Sports Center host in, in question is Antoinette Collins, uh, which is actually, let me see if I can find her right here, guys. This is the Sports Center anchor. Yeah. Uh, so let's play the video, okay? Let's play the video right now. Back and out his first homer against his former team as the Dodgers cruise to the A2 win. It was the first time Pujols faced the Angels since they cut him in May. This two-run nigger singer in the second inning. Was- and you can tell it's an honest-to-God mistake. It is just a mess-up, okay? Her words got jumbled up while she was trying to make the call. But it is odd that a lot of people are quiet on this. Where are the Jamel Hills at right now? Maria Taylor, where are you? Where is all these people? Why is she not being canceled? Because she's not the straight white dude. Let's be real. Let's be real here. That's a thing, okay? Um, if that, you know, if that had been Neil Everett, he'd have been out of there. Might never get another job again. Okay, that's just a fact. It was an honest mistake, I believe, and in my opinion, the more I listen to it, I think it was an honest mistake. I don't see, there's no way that was premeditated, in no way, shape, form, or fashion. But the point is, if this happened to anybody else, there was, Mike Greenberg did this on Get Up, his little ass would be out the door. Let's keep it real here. He would be gone. He would be hitting the bricks. And he would be trending on Twitter and retweets. And Jamel Hill would be going nuts right now. Bomani Jones would be making comments. Stephen A. Smith would be losing his mind. Shannon Sharp. LaChina James would be weighing in on the racist-ass Mike Greenberg. Which we know. There's no way in hell Mike Greenberg's racist. But you get the point. This is why... Things that's happening these days makes absolutely no sense. Not to mention the elephant in the room. You know, when this when this shit keeps happening in a ton of music these days, and look, I listen to rap music. I love rap music. I grew up listening to rap music. It was a thing. But come on, the hypocrisy there is out of control as well. Nobody ever brings that up. Let's just keep it real. That's what we do here. Let's keep it real. The hypocrisy of that never gets brought up. So, you know, good and well, if this would have happened to a straight white male, if he'd have been a Christian, shit, they'd have trapdoored his ass like Jabba in that, uh, that, that prisoner he had in Return of the Jedi. Boom, the Rancor ate that ass in a minute. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. 
are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Road Rants for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson because it looks like it's a wrap down in Houston for the star quarterback. A quarterback that, according to so many ranks out there, is a top five quarterback. A lot of people are really high on Deshaun Watson. To be honest with you, I'm pretty high on Deshaun Watson. I don't want to act like the kid's a bad quarterback. Uh, But I do question some of his decision-making, and I don't like how he approached wanting to get out of Houston. Because, of course, if if you don't remember, he made it about race. And then the Texans went and hired a black head coach, and he decided he still wanted out. Very quickly, make sure you go over and check out Black and White Sports Texas Edition on the Newsbreak app, which likely you already have on your phone. Check it out. We cover exclusively Texas sports over there. That's right. A continuing, growing brand for us, and I'll leave a link down in uh, the description of this video so you can go over and check us out over there and subscribe. Deshaun Watson Trade Rumors. Texans Insider says QB will never play for Houston again, and I can tell you by who came out with this story. It's a wrap in Houston for Deshaun Watson. The legal situation surrounding Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has been going on for months and does not appear to have an end in sight at this point. However, it does look like there's a chance Watson's time with the team could be coming to a close, and I think we suspected this. I think we thought it was over there. John McClain, a Texans reporter, the Texans reporter, let's not get confused. John McClain is a 30-year NFL man. Uh, Doesn't get the same publicity that Peter King does, but he's Peter King-like in how long he's been around the league. John McClain, Texans reporter for the Houston Chronicle, took to the Twitter to say Watson will never play for the team again. Quote, Watson will never play another down for the Texans. McLean wrote in a tweet on Monday morning, so he has been directly told that. In January, Watson demanded a trade from the Texans, largely due to the process the team went through to hire its new head coach, which did not include Watson to his liking. Shortly after that, allegations of inappropriate behavior became began to surface and multiple women came forward saying that Watson had done inappropriate things to him. I'm cleaning that up for YouTube. Over the last few months, rumors have circulated about Watson possibly being traded to a new team, but no moves have happened to this point, likely due to the fact that possible punishments for Watson in the future are unclear. Of course, the clock is ticking on a trade with the season, so close to starting and teams starting to prepare with players they have on their roster. This past Thursday night, Fox News' Jay Glazer addressed the current state of trade talks between the Texans and other teams. Glazer said that Houston is still holding out hope that Watson will be their quarterback in 2021. They're at a standstill because the Texans still think Deshaun Watson's going to end up wanting to play this year. I don't know where they're getting that from, and there have been several teams trying to reach out to them and try to trade for Watson, and they're not calling any of them back. 
Pro Football Talks by Florio reporting that Houston's asking price was too high. It's way too high for a quarterback that is in a significant amount of trouble right now. The Texans made it known promptly after quarterback Deshaun Watson reported to training camp that they're willing to trade him. The problem was, and still is, that they want too much. Prairie League stores, Texans still haven't softened their trade expectations despite the lingering uncertainty of, of his career. And that's where the entire problem is. They don't know what kind of punishment he's looking at from not only a criminal side of this thing, but from the NFL. you got to understand, Watson could settle this out of court, and Roger Goodell could step in and still suspend him for eight games, for 16 games. And never mind the timeline, and we've talked about this, the timeline involved in solving all this. We're talking about a deposition for these women won't start until September. Okay? And then my understanding is Deshaun Watson depositions won't start until February after the Super Bowl. And there's been there's been reports, timelines out there involving the fact that Watson may not play this year or next year. We're looking at two seasons down the drain. Uh, two seasons gone. So, and, and, and that's if more sinister things don't come about. I've said the kid can play physically, and, and it seemed like he was absolutely a franchise quarterback. But then you had the issue coming out about, I want a trade. And instead of just saying, the Texans organization is a dumpster fire, I want out of here. And i got to be honest with you, normally I side on the side of the franchises. And my biggest problem is he signed a massive deal just a few months before deciding he wanted to trade. I don't understand why you do that if you want out of town. Okay? However, however... Then I had a massive problem with the way he went about doing it and pulling race into the issue. There was no need for that. None. Why go around and say I want to exclusively play for a black quarterback? Really? You're saying you don't want to play for Kyle Shanahan? Or for uh, John Gruden or some of these offensive guru guys? Stop that nonsense. That's stupid. Uh, So I started having a problem with Watson there. And then all these sinister activities came out, and it changed everything. In my opinion, Deshaun Watson looks like a scumbag. It, it, it floors me that so many teams supposedly are calling the Texans wanting to trade for him. I wouldn't touch that guy no way. Because I've said before, and I'll say it again. Do you want your franchise quarterback behaving like this away from the field? I mean, Really? Tom Brady, would he do this? Peyton Manning, would he do this? Drew Brees, well, we all know about Drew Brees, but far as his actual conduct and involving sinister things like Watson's involved with, no, Drew Brees wouldn't be involved with this. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, no. Okay, extremely, extremely poor judgment from somebody that's supposed to be the on-field CEO of a team. Again, do not sleep on the Philadelphia Eagles in this, though. They could make a trade. Not only could they make a trade, but they could do it with provisions uh, attached to the picks. In other words, we will give you three first-round picks 
But if he doesn't see the field in 2021, that drops to three third-round picks. And if he doesn't see the field in 2022, that drops to three sixth-round picks. Okay? There could be provisions there. Whether or not the Texans are willing to agree to such a thing, I don't know. It seems to me like they now have a very, very bad commodity. And yeah, you know what? The Texans are a complete dumpster fire. I've never seen a franchise make the super uh, make the uh, playoffs so many years in a row just fall off a cliff. It's crazy. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Oh, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson because he has said some things. And, of course, the media is losing their minds over this. Lamar Jackson, star quarterback, Baltimore Ravens, who recently got over COVID-19. Twice. (laughs) Twice. Uh, And he has come out and he has made some statements. And I promise you, it's going to trigger some people. We've said on this channel, hey, if you want to get the shot, get the shot. If you don't, okay, that's fine too. And uh, we believe it's your personal freedom. We don't believe that workplaces and sports organizations should get involved in this. Well, let's get to this. Lamar Jackson still unsure about vaccine, despite, quote, being heartbroken over catching COVID twice. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson recently returned to training camp after being infected with COVID-19 for a second time in the past eight months. It should be noted how differently they, the media covered this than they covered Kirk Cousins. The media crucified Cousins. They didn't exactly do that with Lamar Jackson. I don't know why, but you can certainly speculate as to why in the day and times that we are in right now. It's interesting. It seems to me both quarterbacks should be covered the same, but they have not been. Asked about his reaction after learning he tested positive for COVID again last month, Jackson said he was, quote, heartbroken. It was like, not again, not right now, Jackson added. Despite being frustrated over testing positive for the virus twice, Jackson remains unsure about getting vaccinated. Quote, I just got off the COVID list, Jackson said on Monday about the possibility of getting vaccinated in an effort to avoid testing positive for COVID for a third time. He says, I got to talk to my team about this and see how I feel about it. Keep keep learning as much as I can about it, and we'll go from there. Asked again if that means he's considering getting vaccinated, Jackson was noncommittal. Quote, we'll see. The Ravens star quarterback said, talking to doctors, we'll see. Nearly 90% of NFL players are reportedly vaccinated. I've got my doubts about those numbers, but okay. With the league attempting to incentivize getting the jab by enforcing strict protocols on those that remain unvaccinated. I don't agree with that route either. Uh, I don't think they should coerce 
these uh, players into getting vaccinated. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Graham came out the other day and said he felt lied to, felt like he was forced to get the jab. Okay, a lot of these players got the jab because the protocols were supposed to lighten up, and now they have found out they're going to increase testing on vaccinated players, and some of the players are mad about that. Even Maryland GOP Governor Larry Hogan urged Jackson to get vaccinated last week, citing the strict rules and penalties being imposed by the NFL. In addition to social distancing protocols and travel restrictions, the NFL also consider game and paycheck forfeits if a team outbreak occurs among unvaccinated players, except I can tell you right now, the NFLPA came out with a strong stance. I did a video on it. Came out with a strong stance last week and said, no, the NFL will not forfeit games. The players will not have to forfeit salary. And there's a simple reason behind that. It's called money. They are not going to call off games and get rid of those games completely uh, and then take away salaries because the NFL and these owners stand to make a boat ton of money off the games having been played, having been gone through with. Because we know fans are being allowed in the stadiums now. Well, what does that tell you right there, right? Uh, They're going to want to make their money, and the NFLPA has already called their bluff. Okay, now this is this has been the source of controversy, and and uh, you know the reason why this is truly a story going into the season is because of the competitive imbalance in which it can cause. Right, if a player tests positive, if he's out of the game, uh, the 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 way it may shift. A team. Remember the uh, game last year, and I got to be real with you. I was absolutely livid with the way the NFL chose to handle this game. The Denver Broncos quarterback room tested positive, all of them. Okay, essentially, the Denver Broncos did not have a quarterback, and the NFL come out and took a hard line stance that they weren't going to. They were not going to postpone the game or move it, okay? And I was livid because they had already moved games around a Tuesday, around a Monday. In other words, a game was scheduled to be played on Thursday. They moved it around a Monday. Game was scheduled to be played on Sunday. They moved it to Tuesday. I mean, they, they jumped through major hoops to move games around, except this one game. They refused to do it because they said, well, they were all in the same room together. And they would not remove it if, like in other words, they they said they would move games if there was five different players on the team that tested positive in different positions. But because it was all quarterbacks, they didn't want to move the game. Well, it left the Denver Broncos in a terrible position. And they ended up playing an undrafted wide receiver at quarterback that had played a minute bit of quarterback in college. But he had already long since changed positions. And, of course, he went out there and he got completely ran over in the NFL because he doesn't play quarterback anymore. He hadn't played quarterback in years. Terrible move by the NFL. It was was really unfair that they did that to the Broncos and they wouldn't move that game around because, um, in fact, 
I remember if the game had been moved to Monday night and they would have done a doubleheader, all their quarterbacks would have been back. Or Tuesday night, all their quarterbacks would have been back. It was wildly, in, a, in my opinion, unfair for the NFL to move some games but not other games. Come on, just move them all. If you got the ability to do that, move them all. Better yet, just let the damn players play. I mean, that's not that hard. But it's funny. Now you're starting to see a minute bit of scrutiny on Lamar Jackson because he's saying, well, you know, this makes it look really hard on the league because now a star quarterback is coming out and saying, well, you know what? I've had it twice, and I'm still not sold that I want to go through with this. It's his body. And his choice, okay? Uh, we we support him on that decision. Uh, but if he turns around and chooses to get the jab, that's fine too. Okay, there's nothing, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's his business. I've got no dog in that, in that fight, right? Uh, so, this is crazy. They're going to start losing their mind over the fact that Lamar Jackson won't he he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's he's not quite sure still if he's ready to make that decision. Ryan Tannehill kind of said, you know, I feel like they sort of forced me into this. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Some of the rules that the NFL has set up. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.